Hi guys, this is Chris Roberts, author of Logical Monkey. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 8. If you're new to Logical Monkey, I recommend starting at episode 1 to get the best out of the story. If you enjoy the episode, please share it on your favourite social media channels. Thanks to all of you who have recently followed me on Instagram and Facebook, I really appreciate it. If you're not already, please consider signing up to my email list so I can send you new episodes direct to your inbox. You can do this by visiting my website at cdroberts.me. Episode 8. Ryder. Ryder is perched on a white marble coffee table, among piles of cash and mountains of sherbet, watching Vardy with open disgust. This coffee table is in the large open-plan room, making up the ground floor of their penthouse. Vardy is standing in front of the 72-inch plasma in a pair of tight shorts and giant vest. The shorts are not tight by design, but purely due to the fact few clothes are made in his size. His gigantic arse cheeks are threatening to rip the fabric apart like tissue paper. The vest leaves nothing to the imagination. His enormous man-boobs repeatedly pop out the armholes and dart under cover again as he moves this way and that. His motion reminds Ryder of that unforgettable scene in The Goonies where Chunk is forced to do the truffle shuffle. Only Vardy's version incorporates a swinging motion to left and right as well as the general gyration reminiscent of Chunk. Following the incident five days ago, where Vardy was chased and almost caught by that nutter in Mel Square, Vardy has become obsessed with losing weight. He signed up for the ridiculous Shake the Cake Body Wobble Weight Loss Program, which requires its recruits to wobble and gyrate their bloated frames until the fat eventually wears away. Vardy certainly comes out of those sessions sweating, so maybe it will work. The only problem with this, of course, is the sheer quantity of fat that needs shifting. Ryder glances at the television, which shows a man with perfect muscular form demonstrating the wobble exercises being loosely interpreted by Vardy. To Ryder, this is obviously some money-making scam aimed at rinsing fat people of their hard-earned cash. Ryder has been exposed to these ungodly episodes on a daily basis since the chase, but Ryder's mind has been on other things. He isn't usually the type to over-worry, but the appearance of this man unsettles him. He has come too far for it to all fall apart now. Not that he will let Vardy know this, of course. It is Ryder's habit to conceal his weaknesses. While Vardy has been preoccupied with the destruction of his fat deposits, Ryder has been formulating plans to identify and dispose of their unwanted pursuer. Now, Ryder has heard of a man people call the Persuader, a man who can, according to urban legend, solve any problem at all in exchange for a fee. For Ryder, the money isn't the issue. After all, he is literally surrounded by it. Ryder has been through too much to let this bloke ruin it all. Was he police? 
a rival Class A candy dealer, perhaps. Whoever he is, Ryder wants him dead. He isn't going back behind bars, especially in Milton Thackeray's old gaff. On the plus side, if they are caught, all Ryder has to do is remain silent. Like most other animals, no one will ever believe he is a super-intelligent bilingual parrot. No one will even conceive he is the mastermind behind the whole thing. He will simply act the part of a poor, mistreated pet in the wrong place at the wrong time. Capable of only saying simple phrases like, Vardy did it! Everyone already believes Vardy is the Candyman. Ryder has made it that way. If Ryder keeps his beak shut, then Vardy will take the fall for everything. Even the terrible things he did to Milton Thackeray Jr. Despicable things. Things even he didn't think he was capable of. Vardy, Ryder calls. Stop prancing about and dial this number, will you? Vardy stops his exercise and turns to face Ryder, one giant tit hanging out of his vest. He nods and picks up a mobile off the coffee table. That number, Ryder says, gesturing at the business card with his head. Vardy picks up the card and looks at it, his eyebrows raised in curiosity. Just dial it, Ryder repeats. He punches in the numbers with his sausage-like fingers and then places the phone back on the coffee table beside a set of scales and other measuring equipment. As always, he places it on loudspeaker. After a number of rings, the call connects and a man's voice says yes in a strong Irish accent. Are you the man they call the persuader? Ryder asks. If this man can help him track down and murder the nutter with the club hammer, he will pay him any price. Mm -hmm.